We're live. We're live. Let's do are, this. Are you going to spray? Yes. Hold on. I'm going to try not to get it on my glasses today. Yep, that's a good idea. There's and a win. If you're interested in spraying with us, uh, you can uh, send a direct message to me and I'll send you the link to where to get the spray that I use. We could have a spray day. <laughs> spray it on, baby. Uh, I'm still a little under the weather, which stinks, mm -hmm. but it's okay. Getting through it. It's how life is just rolling. I'm hanging out with my friend Tamar Medford today. And I'm hanging out with my friend Lane Kennedy, who you look great for being sick. Oh, man. Thanks. Yeah. And we're hanging out with you. Thank you for being here and listening to the show again and sharing it with your friends and leaving us reviews. Thank you. Mm -hmm. You're Thank the best. Thank you for being our friend. I think you need to do a little ditty. A ditty? Yeah, like, you know, thank you for being our friend when you sing that. I feel mm. like we need to create something like that for the show. Oh, like a little jingle? Yes. <laughs> That's what the professionals call it. And a dance. Oh, God. A dance. Because you got Dancing some moves. I do have moves. I'm dizzy! <laughs> <laughs> it's too bad that everyone cannot see this live. <laughs> Woo, good times. Uh, so in our last episode, what did we talk about last week? Where does my mind go back to? It gets lost in space. Mine too. We talked about a review. Oh yeah, the review that kind of yeah. re-initiated a conversation about what the now what society is. And, you know, you're sober now, what, so what? And moving into the now what society. Like, mm -hmm. here we are together. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a cool conversation. It was a fun conversation, yeah. 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 Uh, and today, oh, my God, I can't wait to get in today. That's <laughs> a little nervous. Yeah. Do you want to reveal <laughs> what we're talking about today? We're going to talk about being socially awkward. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about this after our conversation last time. And I was like, okay, I'm fairly adaptable. I can, I'm sociable for the most part, unless I'm in a really big crowd. But if I'm one-on-one -on -one or I'm in a small group, I, you know, and I, I'm, I'm a really good flirt. I'm just going to put that out there. I've seemed to excel in that area. I know you call it being really nice, but <laughs> I, uh, friends of mine say it's flirting. <clears throat> and but there's certain topics of conversation, I thought, that when they're brought up in a social situation, that I have a tendency become to become socially awkward. Well, what are those topics? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and this is changing a little bit, but before it used to be sex. Okay. Yeah. Right? Okay. Because it's something that when I was younger, we never really talked about. No. People don't talk about sex. No. And no. why not? Everybody, well, not everybody's doing it, but I think a lot of people are doing it. We're human beings. We are sexual creatures. Yeah. Yes. So that was a topic. So topics like sex. Um, what's some other topics? Are there any topics that make, that cause you to become socially awkward? If someone starts talking about 
politics. Oh yeah. I get a little hot and heated because I don't want to get into it because I, it brings up a lot of emotion in me and I will, yeah, I'm, I get too passionate about it. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a conversation that's hard for me sometimes. Um, and could become socially awkward. Mm-hmm. And when really, really smart people are like, um, you know, computer engineers and they start geeking out about code and about the clouds and, you know, h- how things operate. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's, it's A, it's not interesting to me. Um, but it kind of goes over my head. So that makes me a little uncomfortable mm-hmm. and I could become socially awkward. I don't find myself in those situations that often. And when I do, I kind of break out in jokes or change the conversation. And, you know, my husband is in that world, so it can become a little challenging sometimes. Mm-hmm. I agree. I've been in the same situation where I'll be in a classroom setting Mm. And somebody who's really academic will mm-hmm. ask a question and use these big words, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, when I learned the word neuroplasticity, I was, I, that was like the best, mm-hmm. right? But I'll get asked these questions and I, I'll sit there for a second and, and instantly it's like, oh, I got to answer with something smart. And I've actually learned going through that process and actually verbalizing it to someone that, you know, um, one of my, my, classmates had said tomorrow just be you like you joke around you're very upbeat you're very you get very excited about it just respond in that way like you don't have to try and you know sound all academic right but I worry about that I'm like well now I'm gonna sound silly well yeah it's the perception right how is somebody gonna perceive me yeah they're gonna see me as you know being uh inferior or, or stupid yeah. Or I shouldn't be a, a part of this conversation. It's too over my head. It's too academic. Uh, you know, I'm in a new cohort with the DNA stuff that I study. And the teacher that I'm with right now is so beautiful because she doesn't let anyone feel that way. Mm. She really, like, it is a skill set to be able to have conversations like that where it's inviting for everybody. And I never feel like that in that class it's it's so great but it's a skill to be able to have conversations and to not make people um tap into that socially awkwardness you know Mm -hmm. that's that's a whole other conversation perhaps but I think there's the dynamics in a conversation or in a room you know you could be with a bunch of people uh you know the center of attention, that person who just likes to talk, 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 and then they talk down to people and, oh, so annoying. It's hard. And I, I can I, be that person though. I can <laughs> literally be that person where I talk, 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 talk. And I'm like, don't do that. You know, miss bossy pants. Um, and I've had to learn how to encourage other people to get involved with the conversation and not have it be socially awkward. It's mm-hmm. skill. It's, it's skills. It's you got to learn how to do it. Well, and it's a lot of self-awareness too, right? Mm-hmm. When you realize yes. you're doing something, you yes. know, like I'll talk out of nervousness sometimes. Oh, God. I have learned to just, if I'm nervous, sometimes shut up. Yeah. And just zip. 
And I, I, I notice a lot of, and I've experienced this because I went to a concert last week mm. and coming out of the pandemic, because a lot of us have been isolated for so long, yeah. we're getting out into these bigger functions, these, and it, I get a little bit of anxiety around it, right? Yeah. Cause it's so many people, you know, you run in, I ran into somebody that I knew mm. with, like, I think there was about 40,000 people mm. in this concert and somebody I knew came up the stairs, hadn't seen her for like a year. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how does this happen? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And I'm way up in the nosebleeds kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's, I felt socially awkward in that moment because I have not been around big groups of people. I haven't been in those situations. Mm-hmm. So what'd you say? Uh, how are you? Yeah, there you go. Icebreaker. Yeah. How yeah. are you? She gave me a hug. I leaned oh, in, nice. hugged her back and, Hugged. you know, we went on our way. I know. Nice. Yeah. It is self-awareness. That's a really, that's, it is having, yeah, it's self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we do when we're in that situation where we're starting to feel the anxiety bubble? You know, like, do you just sit there on your hands? I take a deep breath. Yeah. I'm breathing. I never realized until probably about a year ago that and you know i've been doing meditation and stuff for Mm -hmm. 10 years now but i didn't realize how much of an impact it would make just to sit there Mm -hmm. and take a deep breath and not because i would always feel the need to want to respond right away and then it was things that would come out of your mouth that you're like you see it come out of your mouth and you want so desperately to pull that back in yeah just that deep breath sometimes can recenter me so i i'm just calm yeah, and that deep breath allows you to listen. Yeah. Instead of thinking about what you're going to say. Oh, my God. A lot it's of people what, do that. I, I, everybody does that. Yeah. It's like everybody's doing that now. It's like they haven't had conversations. They're full of anxiety. They're thinking, what are they going to say that's going to be smart? Or they're going to be making a connection? Or, you know, like it's just... So, yes, the breath, going back to the breath and taking that breath... It almost, it, it allows us to activate listening, mm-hmm. which again, goes back to skill set, mm-hmm. self-awareness. Yeah. The, Getting in touch with that. The pause mm-hmm. can be really hard sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. and everything that we do, there's yeah. a lot of times that the people that I work with, they've learned to pause mm-hmm. and process what they're going to say before they say it. So I also need to be mindful to give them time to take yeah. that pause and not want to jump in Ugh. during those awkward moments like of silence. I love the awkward moments of silence. Yeah. I love. Yeah. People get uncomfortable with that. I love. I live I, for them. I know you can. <laughs> it's so nice to be able to spend time with someone mm-hmm. and not talk. Yeah. Like just hang out and do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So because so many people may be feeling a little socially awkward or out of place, and this is a, a, a lot of women who may be neurodivergent, Mm -hmm. uh, may also suffer from being socially awkward, you know, because it goes to how their brain is operating and how do we combat that? You know, I know for me over the years, it's taken time to kind of collect questions 
um, and know how to pause. Uh, do you have go-to questions that you use? I wouldn't say I have go-to questions, mm-hmm. but one of the areas that I like to focus on is, you know, what people are doing in their their lives currently that excites them. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, in general, most of the people that I surround myself with now, if I bump into them, they are focused on what they want in their life. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I actually, I, I wrote down a question, so I'll ask okay. it to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's go. What do you what do you think is the most important thing to know about a friend? Their past, right? It's made them who they are or their future. It's who they want to be. Mm, I want to know their past. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because I want to know what's gotten them to this point where that person and me are meeting. Yeah. And then as their friend, I want to support that future. I like that. Yeah. What about you? I like to know their past too, because I believe that your past can be a gift, Mm -hmm. right? I almost, it's almost as though them sharing their past, it takes away that shame Mm -hmm. and to help them realize that that's not a bad thing. Like you don't have to be ashamed that you've just told me that Mm -hmm. because I will then share my experience and all of a sudden it's like the walls come up and it's like oh okay I'm not a terrible person I can talk about this stuff right and it gets them excited because then you start to think well what could I do with this could I help other people could I make an impact in the life like the life of someone that I care about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's a good question do you have another question well I want to ask a fun question because I like questions I, I'll give me. What is the weirdest thing you believed as a, as a kid? Oh my God. I know, right? What's the weirdest thing that I believed as a kid? What was the weirdest thing I believed as a kid? So if you're sitting at a dinner party or you are walking on the street and you see somebody you haven't seen, this is, this could be a fun question. What's the weirdest thing you believed as a kid? Huh? Well, I believed in Santa for a while mm-hmm. and the Easter Bunny. Those are like typical things. Um, I believed in ghosts, but I believe in ghosts still. Uh, I don't know. What have you, what did, what's the weirdest thing that you believed? I used to believe that I could fly. Oh, whoa. Okay. I had a, I had a little period when I was about eight where I would go to church with friends of mine. Mm -hmm. And so my parents could be alone Mm -hmm. and, you know, you start to believe that, you know, this God or higher power can do these magical things for you. And so we had actually, the four of us, my brother and my two friends had convinced ourselves that if we believe that we could fly, so we would spend time jumping off the little side thing of our lawn mm-hmm. um raised platform you might call it and flying onto the grass now i have since confirmed i cannot fly mm-hmm. um i can land really hard and hurt mm. myself but uh yeah that was one of the things and you know you mentioned santa is there part of you because there's part of me that still wants to believe that there's yes. santa claus yes and you feel that like it's yes. almost this magical feeling yeah it's you know having a 12 year old and having 12 
well, 11 holidays with a Santa and going through the motions and um, curating that Santa experience every year has been delightful, you know, and it's this joy. It's Mm -hmm. the joy of this fable, of this idea and tradition. I don't know. It's been, it's been really fun, but yeah, I I like to say that I believe in Santa. Mm -hmm. I still do. When you were talking about flying, I had this flash of a memory come back to me that I used to swim a lot as a kid, like really, you know, middle school. And my best friend, Ingi had a pool and I would say that I could swim under, like I was a mermaid and I could breathe under water. And I, I don't know. I, I really believed that I could swim underwater with like, or for long periods of time. I don't know if that was real. I don't know if I was really doing it, but it felt like I was breathing underwater. Mm-hmm. Today, I cannot do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've tried to. Mm. <gasps> yeah. So fun. Okay. Uh, and, and I just want to mention for, you know, those of you that are listening, Lane and I are going to have a five-day challenge coming up where one of the things we're going to do is give you some questions so that... Yes. You can, you can, I've been doing this with, you know, my girlfriend as we've been asking each other questions Mm -hmm. and it's such a cool way to get to know people. So you can do this with anybody. Uh, What's the worst date you've ever been on? Oh my God. It happened right before I met my husband. Uh And, you know, this person I had met on one of those dating sites and he was some you know, supposedly famous photographer and he was just, I was so uncomfortable and he was so weird and uh, I, I don't, it was a mismatch. I don't even know. I can't go into it. <laughs> I cannot. It was just the weirdest date. Like he, we were not on the same page. And I felt like he was undressing me as we were sitting there. And I literally got up in the middle and said, I need to leave because it was just too weird. It was just like the, the way that he would reference his eye and his ability to see me. And I'd be like, okay. And mind you, right, I've been modeling for whatever at that time it was like, 15 years. I've been behind a camera. Um, I understand what it means to be seen, but he just made it creepola. <laughs> yeah. That was the weirdest. That was the weirdest date. Did I answer the question? Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you did. Do you want me to ask you one more? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I, I kind of, I have a, I have a few good questions, but maybe we can save these, you know, okay. for our challenge, but yeah. Um, if you could have a lifetime supply of anything, what would it be? A lifetime supply? Yeah. Um, music. Like I need music. I need Mm -hmm. a supply of music always, Mm -hmm. but I kind of have that already. 
So maybe a lifetime supply of hugs. I really like hugs. I know. I like hugs a lot. Like I try to give my hug, like my son hugs all the time. I'll try to hug my husband. He's like, ugh. I'm like, dude. Hugging is the best. And we were just talking about this before recording. Because mm-hmm. I've realized over the last month mm-hmm. that physical touch is actually my second love language. Quality time has always been my first. And usually it was words of affirmations. But that, that's mm-hmm. actually switched. Mm-hmm. Because some of the things that I'm going through right now, I realize. And, and just because my relationship dynamic has changed so much mm-hmm. that I actually really like that physically touch. Because I'm getting it in a way that I, I crave it or I, I, I need it, mm-hmm. right? And I never, because before I'd be, I didn't want to hug people. It was always, talk about socially awkward. Socially awkward, right? Somebody leaned in for the hug. I was like, oh no, don't touch me. But now I realize I actually like it and I feel more connected to people when I hug them. Were you, when you grew up, were you in a hugging family? Not really. My parents were very loving, but I don't remember us hugging a lot. Like they would say they loved us. Mm-hmm. But I think because of that time period that they had kind of grown apart mm-hmm. and you could tell things were not good in their relationship, yeah. you could see that the love really wasn't there anymore. And so yeah. I was old enough at that point and starting to date myself mm-hmm. that that's kind of how I, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my parents were not huggers, and I think we we crave, right? We, we crave what we didn't have. Yeah. Like, I crave hugs, and I didn't find that until later in my recovery. Mm-hmm. You know, it's taken some time for that, but it makes so much sense, right? We get that dose of oxytocin. It just feels so good. We're just like, yes. Yeah. Skin-to-skin contact give me more it's the best yeah but being socially awkward and then someone comes in to hug I remember the first time somebody did that and I put my hand out and I was like no hugs just a handshake is fine and they're like oh okay yeah well it's dating too right I had this conversation a couple months ago or three months ago and it was like do you meet somebody that you've just been you've meeting for the first time do you hug them do you not hug them it's it's awkward yeah it's awkward awkward but it doesn't have to be awkward that's the thing no it doesn't have to be awkward like when I stuck my hand out it, it was more awkward for the other person it wasn't awkward for me mm-hmm. and then they're like oh okay just a handshake that's great yeah well look in Europe I mean they do the yeah. kissing three times on the cheek 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 yep so we're just hugging like we need to step up our game here in North America. We need to step up the game. Take away the awkwardness. Hug people. Start hugging. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any more questions? What is a food combination people eat that you just can't get behind? Oh God. (laughs) Anything with uh, blue cheese. Anything with blue cheese makes me hurl like blue cheese in a date and I'm like blue cheese on a cracker blue cheese on steak no thank you (laughs) you are the first person that has ever said because 
I'll, I, I, you know, I'm a foodie mm-hmm. and people are like, oh, you got to try this blue cheese that I'm like, no, no. gross. No. I'm not eating no. cheese that has it, that it has like mold no. on it. No. Why would I do that? No, no. The, salad, blue cheese salad dressing. I'm like, Ugh. it's so gross. Oh, yeah. I cannot get behind that. I have tried because I went to cheese school and I learned all about the process, blah, blah, blah. No. No. Okay, good. Thank you. You just, you really made my day there. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Finally, somebody else. I understand. <sighs> I yeah, get no, no blue cheese. Do you know what I have a hard time getting behind? Mm. French fries and ketchup. What? Yeah. Are you a mayo? I'm a mayo. Ah. Yeah, this house does it all. <laughs> we do it all here. We got the alioli, we got the mayo. We got the ketchup. It's just like I can do the ketchup, mm-hmm. but I feel like if I do the ketchup, I'm conforming Mm-mm. and it's not my fave. No. But if there's mayo, garlic mayo, yeah. chipotle mayo. I love chipotle yeah. mayo. Yeah. I make my own chipotle mayo. Delish. Yeah. Yeah. My son has the pink sauce chipotle. This like, And he is just so happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love these questions. So if you're feeling socially awkward, I think we've just given you a couple of great questions to use. Uh, we have a class coming, a boot camp coming up tomorrow. Yeah, we do. Five days. Yeah. Are you ready for it? I'm ready for it. Yeah, I know. I'm ready for it too. I think it's going to be really fun. Uh, a lot of people right now are just in this place of like, what the heck? Where am I going? What's going on? My life yep. stinks. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there's also, I think your life can be good, but there could be little parts of your life that stink. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Trying to, you, you know, the, the wheel of life kind of thing. There's, mm-hmm. it's not always balanced. No. Right? No. It's not, it doesn't have to be balanced all the time. It's just nice to know how to move through it with grace. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in learning more about that and joining us on the five day boot camp, you can go over to mylifestinks.com. Easy. Can you believe that URL was available? Mylifestinks.com. No. Yeah, that was that was a score. <laughs> mylifestinks.com. <laughs> Head over there and then you'll get in on the five day boot camp. It's totally free. Uh, it will be on Facebook, so it will be easy for people uh, would you rather live the same day every day or go back in time and live one day back in time? I think I would rather go back in time and live one day back in time. Because even though there was a lot of 22 years of stuff that mm-hmm. I would rather not relive, mm-hmm. I, especially over the last 10 years, I've experienced some pretty cool things. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'd want to live the same day over and over and over again. Exactly. Yeah. What are people doing these days? Living the same day over and over again. Right. No more, my friend. That was a no great question. More. Yeah, Great that lead into that. Right off the right off the fly right there. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh 
you know, before we start the show, I make notes and I just put travel on there. <laughs> I don't, so I don't know where that came from. <laughs> just came to me. It's one of the questions. We're going to travel though. Yeah. With this whole now what society mm-hmm. we're going to do retreats. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. we've talked about traveling to locations to record the show. Yes. I'm really excited about that. Get people involved. Like yeah. we need to start creating this community of empowered mm-hmm. women that mm-hmm. aren't afraid to. You know, we have like, uh, okay, we started with one listener and then we had three and then, you know, you invited Jason. Uh, I think we have over 30 countries listening 30 japan we have listeners in japan i know well i i was like floored by this so thank you for listening in japan i really just love you uh we (laughs) we have listeners all over the place i'm so fired up about this Mm -hmm. i think finland switzerland yeah they're I will check it periodically. I'm like, yeah. no way. What's that country? Right. I'm learning yeah. more countries as a result of having this podcast. It's so cool. I know. Of course, you know, Canadians are in there. Uh, we have a lot of listeners in India. So thank you for listening from India, South Africa. I love you. Uh, it's, it's so, <laughs> this is crazy. It's wild. So thank you for being a part of the show and, uh, you know, sharing it with your friends. And I would love for you to take action today and send us a question. Yeah. So we can have that episode dedicated to you and, you know, help you out. Mm-hmm. This is a podcast dedicated to sharing our experience, right? We have a lot of experience in recovery, in the recovery world. And I think we could probably help you out. So yeah, send us a question, please. Yeah. I think next week we have a question that we're answering. Somebody mm-hmm. sent in. Yeah. <laughs> Super excited about that. It's going to be good. Yeah. Anything else? Should we wrap it up, put a bow on it? Let's wrap it up. This has been fun. I really enjoy the questions. I think yeah. it's, you know, and it's a great way for our listeners to get to know us. Yeah, it is. Uh, being socially awkward is just a part of life. If you're feeling socially awkward, you know, take a breath, take a pause, uh, get off your phone that being socially being on your phone and in the scroll creates more havoc in your mind and separates you from the present moment get off the phone go hug a tree smell the air look at something green and send us a question yes absolutely and come listen next time share it with your friends yeah sign up for the five-day boot camp and grab the pdf with 100 questions you're gonna love it tomorrow i'll see you next time It's a pleasure. Thanks for hanging out with us.